Oh, you know they're building a viewing platform? Yes, I heard they were. Yeah, mm. yeah Karen was telling me that they were doing that. Who's Karen? Um, she's my contact with AGL. This is Robin. She and Mart own Mart's Cafe in Ningen. Why does she have a contact at AGL? A couple of reasons. One being the local Ag Expo and the other is the biggest solar farm in Australia where the new viewing platform is under construction. AGL sponsored the expo and built the solar farms in both Ningen and Broken Hill. Mart's Cafe is a bustling slender building with a layout much like most country fish and chip shops, though this one has a little courtyard out the back. Mart's easily the tallest guy in the place with an impressive frame, but when my recorder comes out, his head goes down and other things become much more important. Robin and I stand in the middle of the busy cafe. Uh, I am the event organiser for, oh, right. <laughs> for the Ag Expo. So it's sort of like, yep, a roundabout way. Meetings, meeting yep. place, yeah. Oh, good one. Um, how long have you had the cafe? We've been here nearly three years. Yep, great. And why did you come to Ningen? Martin was born and bred in Ningen, hasn't been out. Um, I was born in Cobar, came back here after 30 odd years away. Yep. Yep. Come home to roost. Across the road from the shop is the train station. When it opened in the late 1800s, it boosted the town's fortunes immensely. Propped up on the lawn between the cafe and the station is a symbol of the opposite. One of the helicopters used to evacuate locals back in 1990. That's from the floods, yes. They, um, it was given to them from one of the Lions Clubs and it, um, it's what transported them from the railway station out to where they could catch buses yeah. after the flood. I'm Courtney Carthy and welcome to Rewired, an insight into the large-scale solar farms being constructed around Australia. Ningen, you've probably guessed, is a small town. It's about 590 kilometres northwest of Sydney. As you've heard, it's got a helicopter in the main street and out back an extremely large solar farm. When this one was built with arena funding in 2013, it was the biggest solar farm in the Southern Hemisphere. And in many ways, its development marked the birth of Australia's large-scale solar industry sparking the establishment of the supply chains and technical know-how that's been underpinning the new solar farms we've been visiting. There's where I need to go. And shipping containers dotted around the place, cyclone fencing everywhere. And there's a solar array. Jeez, there's a lot of solar panels. This looks like Brendan. Today I'm meeting Brendan and Brett on site, just out of town. The solar farm's 600 acres, 2.4 square kilometres, accommodating 1.3 million solar panels. So Brendan and I take a trip in the Ute. Do you live nearby? Yeah, I grew up in town, in Ningen. Oh, right. So Brett and I, were both local. Yeah. Both, I'm an electrician, he's a high voltage linesman, so he's got a lot of experience going. Yeah, lots of experience with electricity and higher voltage. So how do you keep track of the individual panels? You know, say if, some, if one fails or something happens? It's all monitored back at the office, but we can, we need to do a lot of manual monitoring as well. 
and that's just, is that just driving around walking through yeah we do a bit of that yeah that's it. one of our maintenance routines right there's another constant i hadn't noticed before the hum of electricity so we've just pulled up to it's sort of like a platform but it's got a lot of boxes on it um the steel box they steel boxes yeah yep Wow, red earth that's nice and cracked in the sun. Where are we now? We're in the far northern corner of block one. And when once we step up on here, we'll look over block one and two. Yep. And, um, geez, they, they just look like bits of black plastic all, you know, four deep facing north. Yep. And then just running down on a pile with wires coming out the back yep. um it's yeah it's really repetitive how come there's one sticking up the top on the it's just a reference module we use it for monitoring but it's not so bad view from up here the landscapes just sort of turn black because they're all and then popping out each sort of couple of hundred meters there's uh, one of these sort of platforms with the boxes on it. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Does the weather affect them at all? No, the weather's good. The rain cleans the panels, washes it. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. yeah. That's good. Over the two years Brendan's been working at the solar farm, he says they've had a lot of different weather come through, but nothing seemed to affect the panels. He doesn't seem to notice the constant ringing. It's just part of the furniture. I listened for it later near the office. Standing still just gave the flies a chance to land on me. Heading back to the office, we pass by the new viewing platform under construction. Not only will this free up the workers on the solar farm, it's another bonus for the local tourist economy. A new attraction that'll get the attention of people considering a visit or that happen to be driving past. We've had a lot of people come out and want to visit the place. So if we're not too busy at the time, we take it for a quick drive and let them have a look. We got a lot of interest in it. At the start, we were getting a lot of visitors each week. Now we're sort of still getting two or three probably. Yeah. Sort of come out and, yeah, there's a lot of interest in it, a lot of people. And when they get out here, they see it and go, geez, it's a lot bigger than what I expected. Yeah. Me included, it's an odd experience looking at a huge repetitious manufactured landscape, one that's quite dark as the sun shines above and the trees ring nearby properties. For a bit of countrywide perspective, I went back to Darren Gladman at the Clean Energy Council. He's their director of Smart Energy. Australia is really blessed with an amazing solar resource, so we get sunshine that is the envy of the world and that gives us such a good opportunity for a solar industry here. Um, the kind of sunshine that uh, we get is the sort of sunshine that uh, some European countries would kill for. So within Australia, for example, um, people often think that the south of the country is not so great because you know places like Queensland, north parts of WA, central Australia are so much better and that's true. Um, but then if you compare some of the cloudier parts of Victoria or Tasmania, say, to Germany, we're on a par with them. And then you look at Germany's solar industry and, you know, it's going gangbusters. So 
what that says is that um, the solar resource is um, in no way a barrier to developing solar anywhere in Australia and we've got a real opportunity to take advantage of that. We're really lucky in Australia with the amount of space that we've got so finding a location for a large-scale solar farm is not the problem that you've got elsewhere and you know I occasionally get to China as part of my job and I know they are so jealous of us here that we have houses with roofs where you can install solar fairly easily, uh, whereas in China uh, so much of the housing is high-rise residential, big apartments where the space is pretty restricted and so they don't have those same opportunities. So there's really no excuse for not exploiting solar in Australia. Solar has become a lot cheaper recently and to understand how much cheaper, I'm calling Dan Sturrock. Hello, Dan Stark speaking. Dan's a transaction specialist at Arena and has a great example of how the price of solar has plummeted over the last few years. Back then when Arena funded the Ningen project, each dollar that Arena invested delivered less than a watt of solar capacity. Uh, and in today's competitive round where we've just funded 12 large projects, each dollar invested by Arena is delivering more than five watts. So... We're getting five times more for our money these days, which is great. Do you think that's going to keep happening? Yeah, um, absolutely. Maybe not as fast uh, in terms of the cost declines, but uh, costs are certainly going down further all the time and a number of projects are now happening without any subsidy, so the costs have gone down even uh, in the last 12 months by another 10% or so. So could this potentially be the last large-scale solar funding round for ARENA? Definitely. That's, uh, that's certainly everyone's expectation. Uh, there's no need for ARENA to support these technologies today. They're already competitive with wind. It seems like Arena has seed funded a new market in Australia. Yeah, I think it's a great um, example of what a, the impact Arena can have. Uh, it's obviously taken a long time and um, has taken a lot of investment, but um, I think that's exactly what's been achieved, which is uh, a great result. And back to Darren Gladman at the Clean Energy Council. Arena has been instrumental in developing the large-scale solar market in Australia. Uh, the, the price of large-scale solar used to be um, fairly high in Australia and certainly quite high by international standards. But if you look at the way that the costs have come down in Australia, that's the important comparison point. So there's no point comparing us to other countries because other countries have different labour costs, different approval requirements, different conditions that the networks set on development. So you're comparing apples with oranges to directly compare Australian costs to overseas. But the valid comparison is to compare Australian costs now with where they were in the past. Um, we, it was only a couple of years ago that um, uh, large-scale solar was aiming to produce electricity at, uh, I think, $186 per megawatt hour was at one stage, a couple, only a couple of years ago, seen as... Uh, very challenging. Uh, when ARENA um, announced its large-scale solar program, it set a target of $135 per megawatt hour, and at that time, industry saw that as fairly challenging. Um, now we're hearing prices in the 80s or even in the 70s um, for uh, generation of electricity from large-scale solar. So Arena, ARENA's program has been... Uh, crucial in bringing down the costs in Australia and we've seen almost a halving of those costs um, just over the last 
well, a little more than a year, maybe two years. By the way, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app and do leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. This isn't the first, so check out our previous episodes available in the podcast feed or at arena.gov.au forward slash podcast. But back to Ningen in north central New South Wales, where I've wandered in to the local news agency. Great, Graham Jackson's my name. And what do you do around the town? I, I run the news agent here. I'm also a Bogan Chai councillor. Great. How long have um, you been on council? Uh, this year. Great. Well, yeah, so, congratulations. I was part of the solar committee, uh, first solar committee that we come in here. So, and we bought the news agency 10 years ago. Right. Uh, been running that uh, for some time, but involved in everything. Um, main reason is I like small towns. And we, uh, you get in and involved in everything. Like I'm, well, I'm president of soccer. I'm um, treasurer of the bowling club. I'm on the rugby league committee, um, and I'm a councillor. So you know you have a fair range of what you do. Yeah. And, um, and and that's good. And love it. And you know all my family back at my hometown of Gaira, we're involved in everything too. And that's just what we do. Graham is bullish on what Ningen can offer anybody that's keen to give it a go. There is so much uh, potential out here. And I'll just say another thing, Law Lab, they are the biggest conveyancer in Australia, operate right here at Flashman Avenue. They are the biggest conveyancer. And that's a, and they don't need, they don't need to be in Sydney or live in Sydney to operate from there and create that. The jobs are here. If we create it, and you, if you have everything here, and sporting-wise, it would be heaps better for kids if we can get the population expanded. And What's the population at the moment? We've got a district of three and a half um, thousand. Is yeah. it a young population or an aging um, population? It, it's more, you've probably got uh, ageing, but you still do have a, a good um, younger side to things as well. And that's another thing is, that's what keeps people here is the family side. They they stay with the family. We're getting the, the medical centres going up. Now that's a big bonus for our town because otherwise I have to travel to Dubbo for services. Look, it's a great town. Um, we've got uh, a lot of events that happen. Uh, with the Duck Creek Races, Ag Expo. People get in, work together, work as a community. We create monies. It's an excellent town for uh, kids to grow up in. You don't have the hassles that you do in Sydney um, and especially in other areas. And look um, friendly and people will get to, you get to know people in general. And I think I'm one of these people that invite people to town and it is a great place to live and bring up kids. If you're wondering about the reflection solar panels give off, probably not worth it they're absorbing as much of the sunlight as they can and they tend to look like they do in the photos a bit black one other thing you may remember this from the griffith episode photos have been told and i shouldn't really be quoted but uh, they can even generate some form of power with the full moon i asked brendan and brett out at the ningan solar farm they confirmed that they have registered charge on solar panels when the moon has been bright enough but now I'm heading down the freeway to Dubbo. There's two solar farms under construction there, one in Narromine just before I drive into Dubbo and the other on the other side of the city on land that a few years back was designated for a prison. Yeah, 15 years ago or whenever the Wellington jail was built, they uh, proposed to build the, uh, the jail there. And yeah, we protested against them got rid of it next episode we'll get back to the solar farms under construction that were successful in the recent funding round from arena 
If you've got any questions or comments, please get in touch with Arena on social media or via the website arena.gov.au. And do tell a friend that's into renewable energy and leave a review in your podcast app. I'm Courtney Carthy. Thanks for listening to Rewired. Next episode will be coming to you from Dubbo, New South Wales.